All right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And Black Lives Matter. Sorry we didn't say it sooner. We record these ahead of time. Yeah. It's been a busy few weeks. <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah, so awkward time to be uh to be working on rescue bots. Yeah. Huh? Yes. You know, it's I I don't know that this is necessarily the place to have an entire conversation on you know, shows that sort of normalize law enforcement stuff for children, but at least this is mostly not the law enforcement stuff. Yeah. This is more like emergency rescuing people stuff. from yeah, the, the, um, volcanoes. Yes, I mean, I mean there, there is some crime. There appear to be two criminals on the entire island. And right, they're both white guys. Yeah. Yes, and druids seemingly. And uh, occasionally, you have uh, you also have the occasional supervillain. Yeah. Yes. And but, uh, occasional speeding. Yes, and we're just a tiny little podcast, but. Yes. Yes, yeah. it, it, it does need to be said. Black Lives Matter. Now let's yes. continue on with our silly little robot podcast. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, been considering whether to just throw that out in a, in a tweet because I, I have tweeted trans rights on the Icon Underground Twitter feed, but people have said that like just throwing stuff out there sort of creates a lot of noise for people looking for specific resources and stuff. Mm. So yeah, I've tried not well, to add yeah, to the, the noise, like, but yes, we. Yeah, for, for the official one, we don't. I don't. We're small. Like a big YouTuber or a big podcaster, yes, should be doing more. Mm-hmm. We're tiny. We can keep it to just basic information about episodes and cool transformers things but check out our personal twitters where i have been retweeting a lot lately yes i i think anybody who has been listening to these shows and is familiar with us should probably feel confident that we're not like the dark scary parts of some transformers message boards so yes also, uh, let, let us say we, malevolent scary parts instead yes. of uh, demonizing darker shades of yes. color. That's fair. But, uh. Well, we, we I, all know that the bad guy colors are like purple, teal, and magenta. This is true. Ooh, purple, yeah. teal, and magenta are very which, which evil. Are the awesome <laughs> colors. Thanks, Decepticon <laughs> colors, for taking like really close to trans rights <laughs> colors, but, uh. Oh, well. Actually, there are, I think there are a few Decepticons that are those shades. Like, Sli- Slipstream is almost those colors. Isn't, uh, it's more Spinister, Spinister isn't he, yeah, like, bisexual close. colors or something? Oh, yeah, Spinister. Spinister is more, um, saturated, though. But, uh, yeah, actually, there is a, there's a bot bot who turns into a fish taco who has extremely trans flag colors. Oh, <laughs> Nice. But, uh, but yeah, so y'all know us. We're, we're not those kind of people. Uh, also, we, we decided to take a look, uh, when all this was coming up, and we're pretty sure Chief Burns does not actually carry a gun. Yes. And, uh, yeah. At least if he does, we certainly never see him use it or even draw it. No. And He's- the other police officer on the island, I'm certain, is not armed for the safety of everybody. <laughs> yes. Well, and there's Chase, who's just a robot who just quotes um, police regulations maybe a little too much, but um, he's an alien robot, so. 
I feel like he means well. He's yes. not prowl. Well, no. oh yeah, oh yeah, that's another thing that's come up on Twitter. Um, maybe Hasbro should lay off prowl for a while and barricade. Yeah. And everyone else. Sorry, strong arm. Um, Wasn't there something about that's an unfortunate name for a cop transformer? Like a, strong a, arms. A far future uh, prowl toy that had been getting listed, like disappearing from Amazon listings or something. Oh, I, I don't say remember I that. Something about that. Yeah. But. But yeah, it's an awkward time to be discussing a show with a precious cinnamon roll cop car, but <laughs> we work with what we've got. It's, yeah. it's you know, it, it would also be awkward if we were back in G1 discussing the episode with Carbomia, so. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, things G- um, are the uh, products of their time. G1 did a lot of things wrong. <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, the, today's episode is Countdown, and since this is the last episode of Rescue Bots that is named Countdown, that means that it is the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the most recent episode of Transformers <laughs> named Countdown, as opposed to was there like three other ones? I think that there are a bunch of Countdown to Extinctions. I think this is the only one that's just Countdown. I, wasn't there like one in the the Unicron trilogy? There had to have been. Apparently not. Oh, apparently there was one uh, in from Power of the Primes, but those don't really count oh. as no, shows or entertainment. <laughs> I guess there's, there, yeah, almost every reference is, is the Countdown to Extinction or just the Transformer, various Transformers named Countdown. Yes. Yeah, or the G.I. Joe say, named yeah. Countdown. Oh, Pop, he's an astronaut. Somewhat related, I really should see if somebody's just selling the Countdown that came with Omega Supreme because I really just want the little guy. Mm. He's fun. He's. Maybe I should just find a G1 Countdown. <laughs> I need to find a G1 Countdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, th- this episode first aired July tw- 21st, 2012, as written by Catherine Clinch. It's her only episode of Transformers, but she has written a lot of TV, weirdly enough, from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we've got, uh, we've got Heart to Heart. <gasps> with Lionel Stander. With, yes, with Lionel Stander. My Cup name is himself. Matt. They met, it was murder. <laughs> when these two met on a boat, it was murder. <laughs> See, yes, more, 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 um, mystery solving shows like that as opposed to the dozens and dozens and dozens of cop shows on air right now that should be canceled. Well, we've also got Knight Rider. Uh-huh. Uh, Wait, the... so she's been writing all the best stuff that grew from my childhood? Did well, she write any A-Team? I was gonna say, uh, The Love Boat. Eh, <laughs> there were some good episodes, but it was very weird. Uh, Jake and the Fat Man. Ooh. And oh. Hunter. Which Ooh, also has a Transformers Hunter. connection. It does? Really? Uh, yeah, uh, Hunter himself, um, uh, Fred Dreyer was in, uh, Bumblebee. He was the, uh, the sheriff. Oh, that's cool. Oh. And they have that car chase. Oh. That's, that's pretty cool. Works for yeah. me. So yeah, uh, th- and this is her only episode of Transformers. Weird. Huh. And we open with, uh, Doc Green's helper bot. 
which is uh, now been dubbed Dither. Uh-huh. Oh, I was wondering, like, um, Frankie called it something, but I didn't quite catch what it was called. Yeah, Dither the Helper Bot. She only says it once. That doesn't seem like a very... You'd think you'd want a more decisive name for a helper bot. But... Well, I mean, it's not a very good helper bot. It's mostly obsessed with making toast for people. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. And I guess dithering is not like a thing you would do with toast. No. I don't know. I'm reaching here. I'm no, reaching. Well, I'm guessing it's probably because dad was indecisive as to what to call it and was dithering on the subject. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a big fan of, fan of, fan of uh, Dagwood Bumstead's boss. <laughs> All good head cannons. Uh, so he's being chased around by the Green family dogs, and Frankie and Doc are chasing the dogs. And they're all yeah, in the what's... archive room, which is just a recipe for disaster. So, uh, where were these dogs when Dr. Morocco was planting dangerous Oh, tech? yeah! <laughs> yeah, they had the dinos. I don't know, the dogs did, just vanished. Did they weird. show up? We have seen them before. They showed up before. Yeah, because she was walking. I know they showed up before before Morocco. But did they show up before Dr. Morocco's stuff? Because I'm suggesting maybe they got them in response to all of these break-ins in their lab. Uh, In fact, yes, they showed up in episode seven. Ah, okay. So unless episodes are out of order of what they were originally planned, which is entirely possible. Yeah, they they should have been around when Morocco was there. Oh. Maybe they came with the facility and they recognized him. <laughs> anyway, so they uh, they knock over a, a big barrel full of, full of little ball bearings. They all they all roll out and they turn into tiny robot insects. They're so cute. They're like bright colored, though they they are sort of like evil colors. They're like purple and yellow. Yeah, they're they, they made me think insecticons at first. Hmm. I can see that. I mean, just to add a splash of black on them and their insecticon colors. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, we cut away. We hear a weird noise. Then we cut back. Doc Green is gone. Mm. Oh, no. Did Vanished. they eat him? <laughs> we don't know yet. Did they turn him into gray goo? Well, there's not there's not even goo or like a pile of ashes or anything. He's just, he's just gone. So they, they fly on out of there and... Soon people are disappearing all over town. There are empty cars. People are just sort of, uh, disappearing from restaurants. There's a pretty cool scene where we just see like a, a plate of food clatter to the ground. Yeah, I didn't realize we were going to get to the rapture, but here we are. You're ra- I guess rapture, <laughs> it was making me think of like a zombie movie with the zombies edited out. It was definitely making me think that Kirk Cameron needed to make an appearance here. No, no, he does not need to save <laughs> Christmas. We already had we already had Christmas in July. He does not need to save anything. That's he, double he needs Christmas to go away. I was kind of thinking of that New Zealand movie, The Quiet Earth. Oh, oh I have not seen it, that. Then. It's from the eighties, and it's just people like disappearing like this huh. due to science accident, but oh. not. Because of religion or anything? No, no, it's it's a sci-fi movie. Okay. Oh. And and also, of course, these swarms of bugs are making me think of the, uh, of course, classic 1979 disaster movie, The Swarm. <laughs> Star- <laughs> yes. Starring Michael Caine, of course. Oh, yeah, Michael Caine. I, I, uh, I had the misfortune to have to deal with a lot of, like, 
that kind of left behind and related sort of fiction working at, at bookstores. So that was a big thing in the aughts. So, so yeah, yeah, I was absolutely thinking stupid rapture stories. Yeah, I'm afraid that after this, the show goes from rescue bots to tribulation force. <laughs> uh. We used hmm. to have so many of those books at the used bookstore. They just... Tribulation Force actually might be a good uh, title for a subgroup, though. <laughs> or a Wait, Tokusatsu they... show. Do they all have like uh, religion-themed alt modes? Like there's there's a guy who turns into a pope mobile. Yes. Um, well, no, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about like I don't know, like rescue. There's a rescue force and there's tribulation force when more serious things happen or like earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what other religion-themed vehicles there are, and all I can come up with is pope mobile and maybe like regular car that has like a bunch of weird religious messages written on it. Yes. Yeah, um. Yes, just like super old conversion van. It's crazy painted scrolls on it yes a hearse oh yeah, yeah. One a hearse, a hearse. Well, the problem is there aren't any that many religious focused vehicles there are vehicles that have been converted for religion and well yeah a hearse you would probably want to have one a redeco of ectotron yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah it it got a uh... It, it's very like people are disappearing and cars are just crashing into walls and, and there, yeah, yeah, there's there, people not at restaurants. There are boats with nobody in them, which, uh, Blades believes are ghost ships. <laughs> you already so did that spooked. episode, sort of. It's but adorable. Not really. And, uh, even- also, there's a point where the, the, the drone insect things are driving a car. Yes, that was, oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> And you've got Helipack businessman being hassled by them, and it's yeah. it's chaos. And we just see his helip his helipack flying away without him. Yes, which like is probably the safest he's been when he's shown up with his helipack in any episode. Yeah, but but yeah, it's like it's chaos. <laughs> just people disappearing all over the place. And Cody's getting a ton of calls, and then terrifyingly, the calls stop. <laughs> but they are having to like attend to emergencies that are like fires starting yes. because they were unattended and and all that. Uh Chase has to stop a runaway truck that is thankfully not full of poison this time. <laughs> it's amazing. What did they even have for cargo there if it's not poison? I mean, maybe it's going to get some- He was on his way to pick up some poison. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was on his way to pick up the poison. And the guy's just at the poison warehouse thinking, geez, I was supposed to pick up that poison weeks ago, you know, hours ago. <laughs> yes. Just sitting around here uh, babysitting this poison. Anyway. So, uh, and while all this is going on, uh, the chief ends up disappearing. <laughs> oh no! And Heatwave immediately comes to the conclusion, it was the shrink ray. <laughs> which, they, you know. They all start being real careful where they're stepping. Which, yeah, that's not an unreasonable thing. I mean, they have encountered that shrink ray, but as Cody quickly points out, there's only one shrink ray, and we know where it is, and people are just disappearing all over town. So it's not the shrink ray. 
It's not the shrink ray this time, guys. Settle you would think, but the cause of this is from the warehouse full of stuff. Well, that's true. But even so, you could, you would have to be somebody running around shrinking everybody, which you would notice. You, you would notice, unless they also stole, like, a speed suit. Maybe they equipped they have to have these, maybe they equipped these drones with a shrink ray. <laughs> Uh, anyway, they do pretty quickly figure out that it is these weird robot bugs that are uh, bothering everybody. So they oh. they all head back to the firehouse. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Cade is reasonable, says, transform and everybody get in an Autobot. Yes. Yes. Let's go back to the firehouse. Roll down. I was the, uh, Roll up those windows. Yes. Yeah. Which are, as we have learned previously, airtight. Yes. So... So we head uh, we head over to the uh, the archives to get Frankie as well because she's still there, terrified by these insects. Mm-hmm. So so Blade successfully gets her out of there, and then, uh, much to his own displeasure, uh, Danny takes them through the the city windmills to uh, to shake <laughs> off. Poor Blades, he's trying. And also, uh, Chase arrests one of the insects. Yeah. You've broken the law and must now submit to the fair but firm hand of justice. <laughs> he's doing such a good job. Yeah. And also while he's going through these uh these windmills, Blades has to stifle his own displeasure because Frankie is on board and they don't know that she knows yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so he grumbles and they say, Oh, that's just the engine making noise. Yep. The rotor's a little loose. Yep. Uh-huh, sure. So anyway, they, they they all get back to the fire station, and Graham is experimenting with one of these uh, these bugs. And he finds a crystal inside. And uh, there was an experiment in the in the 50s in Grinrock with a bunch of extremely square-looking scientists. <laughs> yes, they're very 1950s scientists looking here. Yes. What, why were they experimenting with J.O. crystals? What? Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. They were messing with crystals. Yay, it's crystal science, which is always dubious, but fun because you get crystals and radios. They can be useful for things, but people think they can do anything magic, and now they're being used as teleporters. Yes. Uh they're opening up subspace wormholes with quantum crystals. And uh which uh and sure. I mean, the science on the show is dubious, but, like, it, it's usually reasonable. But this is, like, yes, the fractures in crystals can sort of appear to disobey the laws of physics, but they are, but now they're using it to transport things. Okay, fine. And Cody, uh, and Cody isn't quite sure what a wormhole is, but he says that if science fiction involved more giant worms, he'd be more interested in it. And someone get this kid a copy of Dune. <laughs> well... Just wait a little bit, Cody. A Dune movie is coming. Well, yep. Two Dune movies are coming. We'll get there. Hopefully they're good. I'm tentatively excited. More excited than I was for the TV movie. Yeah, I don't know if Griffin rocks. And hopefully it'll make more sense than the David Lynch. The David Lynch is interesting, but it's Yeah, weird. I don't know if Griffin rocks a big David Lynch town. I mean, it does have certain Twin Peaks-esque uh, aspects yeah. to it. <laughs> you probably can get a, a damn fine cup of coffee and a piece of cherry pie there. <laughs> Anyway, so Graham has figured this all out. He is going to explain everything. And then the, the bug that he was experimenting on wakes up and teleports him away. No! And he's been teleported into the endless void. 
into the void. We do get an answer to this, but at this point, I'm just like, why would anyone make these? (laughs) Why would anyone make these little- I thought it was kind of obvious from the beginning. I thought it was obvious from about this point. This was about where I was like, oh, I get what's going on. But before that, it was just sort of like, Okay, so they're these bugs, and they teleport people away. Why would anyone... Why? Why did he exist? Yes. Except there is a reason. Why would you want a situation where it unleashes a horde, of, a swarm of little mechanical bugs across the entire island, transporting everyone away on this crazy science island where weird shit happens? Doesn't it Fair have enough problems? Eventually. Doesn't this place have enough problems? Well, that's the thing. This is the ultimate solution to the problems. <laughs> I guess. Although it does seem weird to keep them in a canister somewhere. That, uh, I don't know. I guess they, they never implemented because they're overly aggressive about their job. Well, I th- we find out why it wasn't implemented in just a sec. So, yeah, he, uh, oh, so right. yeah, Graham's been transported the upside down. And, uh. <laughs> yeah, it does really look like that because the, the, the when they, we first see it, it's just pure blackness and the ground's kind of not shimmery like water, but it's yeah, yeah, I just figured reflective. this was like the subspace void at this point. Yeah, but it turns out. Uh, but no, the, so yeah, the chief is there. Uh, half the town is there. We see the mayor, Doc Green, everybody else. And uh, the, oh, there's also a big power box there that they, they switch on and the lights come on. It turns out they're underground somewhere. In a place with a bunch of rickety ass uh Quonset huts. <gasps> yeah. It, dun, dun dun they're evacuating people. Yes, they're evacuating well, to an unfinished evacuation center underground like a government installation, which again just made me think of oh, what's the Day of the Dead? Uh yes, Day of the I Dead. So, where yeah. they're they're in the underground government facility. Hmm. Maybe but someday no I'll one get to be in an about underground in government facility. Uh, of course, I was thinking about uh, Mount Weather, which uh, yes. Jen cannot tell us about, <laughs> or she'd uh, have to have us all killed. They have a hmm. uh, they have a gift shop that I did not get to go to because it was closed at the time. Oh, sad! I missed it. <laughs> I was I was evacuated for my own safety, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> I was actually starting to get a little concerned with the coronavirus stuff that they were going to make us go stay there for a bit. <laughs> that does not seem to have happened. I instead get to be working from work with minimal supervision, which is pretty great. <laughs> uh, anyway, so as they're figuring this all out, um, then Danny gets teleported in there as well because the bugs are now in the firehouse. <laughs> Oops, someone left a window Christ. cracked. Mm-hmm. It looks like they sort of got in through like the the uh uh the fume hood over I don't know what the exact word for yeah, it is. Yeah, it was over an oven. Yeah, uh, it was coming. Yeah, the vent hood I, I know it's the, the fume hood when it's like in a lab. I don't know what you call it over like a, a grill. Something similar. I don't know, just a fan, ventilation fan. But yeah, they come in through the the uh stoves, cooking vents. So, oops. Because, so yeah, you, Kate is actually, like, fiddling with it, trying to close it. But, yes. alas, it is not to be. Yeah, so, every, so everybody's dealing with these bugs. The the bots are stomping a bunch of them. At one point, uh, Blades captures one in a jar because we're at war. And the Cybertronian combat guy says we should understand our enemy. 
What's he doing reading the Cybertronian combat guide? He's just a baby. Well, well, it's a whole... Trench. I mean, they've probably yeah, got a copy of it. It's sort of yeah. like how he's read the Lad yeah. Pioneer handbook, but he himself is not a Lad mm. Pioneer. That's fair. Yeah. Guess they needed something to read on their long trip. Mm. See, so yeah, turn. So he's he's tapping on the glass, and it doesn't like tapping on the glass. So it's vulnerable to Sonics, much like the Venom symbiote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take a drink. Rob mentions the Spider-Man thing. <laughs> and so they decided to call up uh, our old pal Professor Baranova from... Uh, yeah, which Yay! I kind of forgot She's about back. her. Riven Rock Rock. She's going to become more of a regular in the future. I never cool. forget about her. Would have been the episodes and... and well, I am pleasantly and excitedly surprised that... Oh, they did actually rebuild her base in metal almost exactly the yeah. way it looked. As opposed to just the wooden frame foundation they started with. <laughs> well, they have to start somewhere. So, so she, you know, she's been around for a while, so she knows the whole deal here. It is the, uh, it was part of the Sanctuary Plan project, which would, uh, in the case of some sort of massive disaster, uh, doesn't say it means the 50s, so, and obviously they're not going to talk about this on a cartoon for small children, but uh-huh. it, it's definitely like a duck and cover kind of thing. It it does seem to be, yeah. Yeah, well, they did say it was like 50 years ago Well, they said it was the 50s, so, you know, the, you know, the Reds are dropping oh, the bomb on us. Yes, yeah. back when they were, uh, when they had the very square-looking scientists yes. that was established <laughs> as being in the 50s. So, yeah, it is kind of a, I mean, how long does this town have a tradition of things just like, Dumb science things. Just like, has that volcano almost gone off before? It's there, there is much of a danger to themselves as oh, yeah, anyone what? else. Shoot, didn't, wasn't the volcano from the 30s? I think it was the 30s, yes. Yeah. So this, like this is a long-standing tradition in Griffin Rock. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't necessarily from the Ruskies, but. Well, it, it, it was. Presumably that was where the idea came from for the evacuation boat. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does sort of have that feeling, though. And, you know, I mean, probably, you know, this probably goes back, like, centuries. There's probably some, uh you know, somebody in, like, the 1850s who built, like, a Daguerreau type that could kill people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, pirate scientists. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've built this new cannon. Anyway, so uh, yes. it turns out the whole thing didn't actually happen. You know, they, they didn't go through with it because they built the cavern or the shelter in the cavern and it turned out to be geologically unstable, which is bad news for everybody who's now in there. Oops. And doubly so because they also didn't get around to the part where they brought in any food or water. <laughs> Oops. And, well, thirdly so because they cemented up the door with a giant wall. Yes. So there's limited oxygen. Yes, and then Baranova can't help them anymore because she gets teleported. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And it's kind of a neat teleportation effect where it's sort of like they're like a piece of paper being burned. Yeah. We're just submerged in water. I I don't quite like it. It wasn't flashy enough for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it, it feels like they could have done something more with like the animation style they're working with instead of mm. just it sort of just sort of burn fades out. Right. 
And I guess we haven't mentioned this before, but it, they only uh, go after humans, so the the bots are totally immune. Yes, apparently these things yeah. are specifically designed to teleport humans away. I, it would have been nice if they also picked up pets. It would have been nice to see Petty Paws just vanish. <laughs> well, we see Mr. Petty Paws in the next episode. But, yeah. uh, well, and uh, the, the Green family dogs don't end up there either. So apparently it's just people. That's not very. Maybe they hadn't gotten around to configuring it sufficiently. Yes, and of course, even if they had, they they probably wouldn't recognize the robots as being alive. Well, yes, so they wouldn't just want to teleport like a bunch of cars down there too. Hmm. Anyway, so they uh, so they 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 need more information on the, where this cavern is. So they get they have to get to the lab. So it's just Cade, Cody, and Frankie who are left. Uh, they get to the lab. Cade more or less sacrifices himself to let the two kids get in. Yeah, th- this is a good episode for Cade, and he barely gets any lines, which is good. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just be quiet and save things. Yeah. Not put his foot in his mouth. Not be an asshole. <laughs> then he'd, he'd be- Except for when he's bothering his brother who's staring at the bug. Yes. Yes. Poor Graham. He did not ask to have this family. <laughs> So Frankie fi- gets the blueprint, but then she's zapped. So now it's Cody is the he's the he is the uh, the last man alive, or at least the last uh, man who's not in this cavern. Yes. And so all he knows he, he does, is legend. Yes, he he is the Omega Boy. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's gonna have to just watch TV alone with his robots oh. next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something, something silent running. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so all you know, it, this doesn't have the precise location on it, it just, uh, all he knows is it's the biggest cavern under Griven Rock. And there are obviously lots of caverns under Griven Rock, but the biggest cavern just happens to be under the mountain, which is literally called Griffin Rock. Ha, yes. that seems confusing. It's Griffin Rock. Well, not really for, well, if it's a small island, we're not sure how big it is. It's Griffin Rock Mountain on Griffin Rock Island, and there's a griffin-shaped rock on top of Griffin Rock on Griffin Rock. Yes. Also, I- Inside of a lake, inside of a volcano, inside of an island, inside of the ocean. (laughs) I want to bring up again how much unusual seismic activity this- this island has for being off the coast of Maine, but again- It's probably because somebody probably- uh, built an earthquake machine, and it just yeah, there's an- <laughs> they just they, they just couldn't go back. There's an earthquake generator down there, or there's a giant kaiju rumbling around, or an elder god turning over mm-hmm. something. Yeah, or maybe it's because of the volcano. The volcano just made the maybe entire island moderately unstable. <laughs> Good job. Uh. So the, so the rescue bots get in there. They disable, they've already disabled all the bugs with a sonic wave. So they, they're not just going to get everybody out for them to be teleported back in. Yes, good. So everybody's trying to bust down this door. It's not going so well for the people, for the people on the other side. And Frankie has to admit that she's afraid of the dark. But luckily the bots busted down. Everybody's free. And Cody is not going to mention that Frankie is afraid of the dark on penalty of death. <laughs> he's a smart guy. He he will yeah, definitely know to keep that to himself. Good at keeping secrets. 
Yes, there's that little moment of, yes, I'm good at keeping secrets, wink to the rescue bots. Yeah, when they come in, there, there's, he says something at some point about, like, rescue robots to sort of remind them that, hey, you guys, don't forget your cover. And then they have to sort of hand wave to the rest of the town why the robots just came and rescued them seemingly without supervision. And they're like, well, they're programmed for search and rescue. (laughs) Our rescue robots that are absolutely only robots. (laughs) Totally man-made robots. Uh, And yeah, so that is it for Countdown. It's, it's, It's a pretty fun episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like the, uh, I like the sort of eeriness of the, uh, of the people disappearing. I, uh, I thought that was well handled. Yeah, that was, yeah, it, it, like, it, it, it's an episode that wouldn't have worked in Prime, because in Prime there are so few people in a town to begin with. This show we at least get to see <laughs> yes. background characters around all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, they, they managed to keep it as like a mystery for a good half the episode. And, and it worked pretty well. Like I said, just, I did end up like, just wondering, like, why would someone make these little flying drones that just go around making people disappear? But no, we, we did get an answer for that. And that's good. But, but yeah. They, they did make it seem appropriately weird that all this was going on. Yeah, it could have right. used, like, a little bit more creepy music when, when like, there was no one in town. <laughs> but other yeah. than that, it was good. Mm-hmm. All right, so I believe that now brings us to uh, David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yay! Go, go, five? Yes, go, go, five. This week on QQ Sentai, go, go, five! Uh, what is it called? Uh, Undying Rescue Spirits. Ooh. After the last episode, when the good guys lost Evil One and, and the town was on fire and a small baby exploded, uh, we, we cut to the, the rangers being sad on a rooftop. They gather back together at, at a rendezvous point and, and they crack open bottles of water to stay hydrated and... and they're just sad still after last episode, but it's not. They're not crying in the rain anymore. Although there is a little bit of tears. <laughs> and then we cut to the villains rejoicing. Yay! We won for once. We beat the good guys, kind of for now. But yeah. anyway, um, more of that the monsters continue wrecking the town while the rangers. Well, they can't go back and morph because their morphers were messed up with the fight or whatever. So Dad has to send repart replacement crystals to go in their morpher things. Meanwhile, the, the three monsters are wrecking the city, like breaking buildings while still human-sized monsters just <laughs> punching buildings and they're exploding, which is kind of cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Bad for people, but it, it looks cool. <laughs> um, where was it? Oh, and the, the, the rangers were, are like trying to grapple with they're afraid to go back to this because they got their butts kicked but they have to save people they want to save people that's why they became like firefighters and medics and stuff it's like they live to help people so they have to go back even though they're afraid 
they repair their crystals and then they find out oh the, the little baby that was named after them that was born exactly one year ago is fine and its mother's fine it was just buried in rubble because you got to take away the tension and you can't kill a small child in, in a show like this for children <laughs> that, that's a bit much <laughs> I could. So they're fine. Their, their spirits are rekindled. They fight, as they say, for human life is the Earth's future. And as long as they can save one life, that's help, part of how they're trying to protect the entire Earth. One life at a time. So they go attack. It's hard battle with monsters. They can't really defeat them from long range with their normal attacks until they distract them. And Red Ranger point blank shoots one of the monsters and Blows it up and kind of himself, but he's a hero, so he's fine. Oh, and the monster grows, and there's a giant robot fight this episode, unlike last episode. <laughs> and, um, what is, oh, and to defeat it, they actually have to use both their giant robots at the same time, oh. which is the, I think the first time they've done that. But like, the big robot that's the trains that deliver the other robot parts to the site it can only operate for a limited amount of time without the other robot parts inside it or something at least they say it's oh it only works for a limited amount of time which is however long it has to be on screen kind of like how ultraman supposedly like can only survive in earth's polluted atmosphere for like three minutes but that three minutes can stretch out to like six minutes depending upon how the footage goes <laughs> so you do that they defeat yay mission complete good wins but there's still the other two super powerful monsters of this monster trio out there for the next episode nice okay so uh, that uh, does it for this week we'll be back next week with more rescue bots till then you can find us all over the internet we're on twitter we're on facebook and we have a patreon oh what oh i, f I forgot to mention oh, no. like in like the first scene like, um, there, there's vehicles pulling up to the, the house where it exploded and the baby might be dead that isn't dead. And one of the vehicles that pulls up is the exact kind of minivan that Ironhide is in G1. Oh. But it has a light you... bar on top. It's even red. It was like, what the hell is Ironhide doing? posted a picture of that. It's a cherry vanette. Aww, cherry vanette. Aww, and from here he went on to, to star in SSS Gridman. Yes. S S S S. Yeah, four S's. Good man. Presumably, they actually use those as emergency vehicles in Japan, and it's not like some of the Transformers that were like Lamborghini Fire Chief. No, because like it also pulls up with like some fire engines and, and like an ambulance or something. It was just weird to see that the Ironhide vehicle in the wild, as it were. <laughs> Cherry Vanette. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't find that too weird because I actually went to, uh, someone at my high school had a parent who drove the American release of that I guess in I, red and it was all busted and rusty, but I was always just like, Ironhide. <laughs> I don't even know who it was. I guess, but it's like, like, how long was that vehicle in production then? Because, um, like Transformers was like eighty four, and but this is in nineteen ninety nine. The show. Wow. Uh -huh. Well, I guess yeah, it's it's a slightly different model. The bumper doesn't stick out quite as much, but it's yeah, an iron. They might hide. have kept them 
in, you know, especially if they were being used for like commercial, well, not commercial purposes, but for non-personal use like that, then yeah, they might have kept them going for a while in Japan. I'm sure that can be looked up easily on the internet, but it's the end of the episode. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) sorry to interrupt. That's okay. It's not time for Googling how long the cherry vanette was in production. So, uh, so yes, we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, um, where we have a Patreon set up for hosting and other expenses that is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, and this month, actually, is it, is it the month we're talking about? Yeah, it's, well, we're, we're talking we're about kimono June, friends yeah. one yeah, way or another. Yeah, we're now, we're now into June, so we're, we're still on kimono time, friends. It time has no meaning. Might come out like the same weekend. That this yes. episode does maybe depending upon how my mm. ending goes it's like it's a, a week into june and i'm just like is it august now is it march <laughs> i yeah like, i forget i had to remind myself earlier today it's like oh no we're still in single digits in this month yeah it felt like great. it was later Ugh. it's not a great time to be a person who generally marked the month by what movies were out <laughs> Yeah, there's that too. Oh, movies. The point is, Kimono Friends. It's adorable, it's charming, you should come listen to us talk to us. Alright, so, uh, until next week, when when we find out whether or not we are afraid of no ghosts, I'm Rob. I'm Spooky Jen. Bustin', 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 freaky in my bed. I'm David. (laughs) All right. Oh, there we go. Audacity. I've got my tea steeping. As I said, ginger tea takes like 15 minutes to steep, so feel free to start up while my tea is And it seems ready. to be recording me quiet again at the start. That's weird, but whatever. You might just have to edit out some, uh, some coughing for the first several minutes of I the episode. I do that anyway for the whole episode for me, so... Yay. That and uh, getting out occasional popped peas is most of the work. And trying to avoid us over-talking each other. Pop, 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 pop. I nudge audio here and there. Pop up the volume okay. when we're yeah. too quiet. Pop it down when we get too loud.